0: Hello, and welcome to The Economic Review. It's no secret that the United States has a ridiculously complicated tax code. It's generally accepted that the tax code is about 4 million words long, or about 5 times as long as the Bible, and growing exponentially. The tax code changed 4,680 times between 2001 and 2012, or about once per day on average. Clearly, we have a problem. The size of government with regards to taxation has expanded well beyond a reasonable point. Having said that, today I want to make the case to you for a flat tax system. A flat tax system would not only be much, much fairer than the current progressive tax system, but also be much better for the economy. Under a flat tax system, everyone would pay the same percentage of their income in taxes. For example, if the tax rate was 10% and you earned $50,000, you would pay $5,000, and if you earned $200,000, you would pay $20,000. This would include exemptions for family size, however. A flat tax would mean the instant creation of wealth. All income-generating assets would rise in value as the amount of after tax revenue they generate would increase. It would also ge- also boost the economy as a flat tax system is sure to cause an increase in work and investment. Returns on saving and investment would also be subject to a much lower tax rate, as they would only be being taxed once as opposed to multiple times under the current tax code. This, in turn, adds to increased economic growth. Getting a better-paying job would be much easier in a flat tax economy, as the financial harm caused by taxes on investment would decrease, Creating a thriving economy in which the competition in the job market would flourish, making it easier for people to acquire higher paying jobs. This is because corporate taxes across the board, this is because lower corporate taxes across the board would mean more profit, which would incentivize new firms to join the market, increasing demand for workers and raising wage rates. The current tax code penalizes saving as opposed to spending. If you were to spend your disposable income, you would not be subjected to much, if any, more income taxes. Alternatively, if you decide to save or invest, then any returns are subjected to multiple layers of taxation. This is obviously to increase spending rather than saving. This, in the long run, can be quite counterproductive. Investment is needed to spur long-term economic growth. High taxes on capital gains and interest from savings means that people spend their money immediately on consumer goods rather than invested, which may be good for the economy in the short term, but it is harmful in the long run, as capital formation is required for the economy to grow. Senator Ted Cruz proposed a thorough flat tax plan, alluding to comparisons between tax reform and economic growth. As he points out, when President Ronald Reagan implemented tax cuts after the recession in the early 1980s, the economy grew by a third in seven years, an unprecedented amount. Disposable income increased by 20% and 18 million jobs were created. Despite the tax cuts, the amount of revenue the government received from taxes increased by 27%. Between 1981 and 1988, the top marginal tax rate fell from 70% to 28%, but total tax revenue increased from $599 billion to $991 billion. Comparatively, after the 2008 financial crisis, the economy only grew by a paltry 1.2% per year on average and is the worst post-recession recovery over the last three quarters of a century. As he points out, a decrease in taxes has not only proven to increase the amount of tax revenue received, but also improve the lives of millions of Americans. His plan proposes a 10% flat income tax on all income as well as replacing the current payroll and corporate tax structure with a 16% flat business tax. The plan also includes an exception for the very poorest, proposing that any family of four with a household income of less than $36,000 be exempt from paying any income on payroll, ta- or payroll taxes whatsoever. According to the Tax Foundation, a nonpartisan organization, the plan would boost the economy by over current projections by over 13.9%, as well as add 4.9 million jobs, increasing average wages by 12.2%. By eliminating much of the IRS, we would also save an additional tens of billions of dollars in administrative costs. A flat tax system that also acts as a tax cut for most Americans is highly beneficial to economic growth and will better the lives of us all as it has shown to do in the past. Another benefit of a flat tax rate would be that it would be much simpler than the current tax code. The current complexity of the tax code means that many people require the help help of professionals and an insane amount of preparation and time to be able to comply with the rules. Creating a more straightforward system would save us all a lot of time and money. The current tax code costs billions just to enforce and implement, without even taking into account the opportunity cost of all the hours spent by people trying to comply. A drop in the tax rate for, these current, for those currently in the top bracket would also remove incentives to try and evade taxation. This would be useful to gain favor among the public for a flat tax system. Finally, a flat tax system is a lot fairer than the current system and doesn't punish punish success and higher incomes with a higher tax rate. Someone with twice the taxable income would pay twice the amount of taxes. While it seems like a flat tax system might be detrimental to low income individuals, it would actually be beneficial. Lower taxes for businesses would mean that there would be more of them, leading to lower prices and higher wages. The economic growth would mean a sharp increase, in, sharp decrease in poverty and unemployment. Lower prices would mean that even lower incomes would go further. In addition to all this, there would be a cutoff, so that anyone earning below it would be exempt from taxation. Although it seems like a high tax rate would be needed to maintain the current revenue, That does not account for the massive growth potential that the economy would likely undergo. Along with being more moral and eliminating the quote make the rich pay rhetoric, it would also make more economic sense. We know this because a flat tax system is not a new idea. It has been tried successfully many times. When Russia implemented a flat tax system at just 13%, it saw massive GDP growth And tax revenue increased significantly. Although these results might not be identically replicated in the USA, there is strong economic and historical evidence to suggest that it would be better than our current progressive tax system. Those that support a more progressive taxation model may be baffled at the notion of not taxing the ultra wealthy at a higher rate than the average American. As appealing as a wealth tax on millionaires and billionaires sounds on paper, it's a whole different story in practice. The vast majority of the wealth of the top 0.1% exists as equity in private businesses. It is often not very easy to liquidate, and even attempting to do so would require them to sell off their assets. As of mid-2020, the net worth of the wealthiest person in the world, Jeff Bezos, was 171.6 billion. That amount of money in $1 bills, if lined up, could cover the distance of a round trip between New York City and Moscow, with over a 1,000 miles left to spare. Surely, nobody would ever need that much money, so why not just take some of it and give it to the people that actually do? On a rudimentary level, this might make sense, but things get much more complicated when considering real-world scenarios. The Wall Street Journal found that an estimated 98.6% of that wealth is in Amazon stock. If Amazon went bankrupt, Jeff Bezos would only have a tiny crumb of his current wealth. The first step in taking that money from Bezos would involve forcing him to sell that stock. The less the stock that Jeff Bezos has in Amazon, the lower the incentive for him to work hard to make that stock as valuable as possible. In addition... If he tried to sell so many shares, he would crash the market for them by flooding it with those shares. It is quite easy to say that Jeff Bezos should not have so much money without considering the implications of actually taking it from him. The problem with a flat tax system, however, is its political viability. It is appealing to constituents to say that they will receive free college, free housing, free health care, and so on if they elect a particular candidate and the rich, or the top 1 percent, will pay for it all. A flat tax system, even though it makes more economic sense, has less of a political appeal, because it does not promise endless amounts of benefits at the expense of someone else, but rather the idea that every dollar should be taxed equally. The only way that we can enact programs that do not sound appealing on the face of it, but are good for the economy, is to find a way to make it appealing. In the case of a flat tax system, this could be achieved by talking about the problems with a tax code that is more than 4 million words long. It costs billions of dollars to enforce a progressive tax system, and people regularly have to pay professionals to do their taxes for them. The time and effort it takes to comply with the nightmare of a tax code that we have now is one obvious way in which a politician could appeal to constituents. If we continue down the road of the progressive tax system, making it longer and ever more complicated, we will continue to lose billions of dollars for no reason. Thank you for listening to The Economic Review. We'll be back soon with the latest.